What's going on, YouTube and Welcome to Lords of the Longbox presents the cover price top 10 for the week ending September 12th, 12th. right? Because that was the, uh, yeah, Sunday, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. It's almost, you know why? It's almost, I know it's almost autumn because my girlfriend's getting pumpkin spice lattes. Oh, you know why I know God. it's almost autumn because they've got Christmas shit out already. Are you, yeah, every year, all the gratuitous Halloween posts already. Already, dude. It's like you know. Pretty soon, we'll be seeing posts for Easter. Pretty soon, mm -hmm. but anyway. Uh, th welcome to the show where we talk about the uh, top ten selling books on the aftermarket. Uh, since you guys have been waiting for so long, let's get right into it. And let's not have to do any intro. So here we go. What number eleven we have? That put me in a good mood, baby. Yeah, perfect song. You know what? I'm going to use that for the cannonballs because cannonballs, bombs, we're dropping bombs, and today we're dropping bombs on you. I already see oh, some yeah. shit talking in the live chat over a football season. Is a full <laughs> swing, baby. Full yeah, man, swing. Let, me, let me just say something. You got all these Raiders fans, bro. Okay, so first off, let me preface this by saying I actually like the Raiders as a squad. I think it's a good team, but... Fuck the Raiders fans, Chiefs all the way. And you guys won one game. Relax. You still got to play us twice. Yeah, that was actually a really fun game to watch. That was like, a great uh, game. That was a I great mean, game. If I was a fan of either team, oh, hell no. I would have been like stressed out. But like it was a, it was like, I was like, what? No, what? Oh, oh. I was like, damn. But you know, I, I got Derek Carr as my backup QB and I got 
I got a shockingly Matthew Stafford. I got a bro crush on Waller, bro. That dude's the real deal, man. I like. I like. Oh, I, I picked him up last year as a, as a trade, and he came and he came through. But yeah, welcome to Lords of the Fantasy Football League. Yeah, right. <laughs> we can talk yeah. fantasy all day, baby. And uh, Ryan's remaining silent because he's a Detroit Lions fan. Yeah, Lions, you say know, what's hey, up to the people. I, look, it's hard being a Lions fan. What can I say? But hey, Ritz, Matthew I'm Stafford a did a great had a great game uh, in L.A. or are they in L.A. or Cal- I don't even know where bro. they are anymore. I'm a Redskins fan. We lost our quarterback in the first snap, or I think the second series. Ah, that's <laughs> tough. That's old tough. ass. There was no Fitz magic. There was Fit hip. Uh, yeah. So uh, it's all about Heineke. Time, so what's up, everybody? Uh, Tuesday night. Glad to be back. It's been a while. I've been setting up, as you can see behind me. Yeah, let's go. Let's, yeah, Put all my go. stuff in a new room, that. man. Check it yeah. out. Let me get out of the way. Let me new Ryan, bro. Updated version. Look at that. Showing cover B. Batman. It's the Ryan cover B. <laughs> it's the Ryan. Not only does he fix his, uh, his room up, but he combs his hair and even uh, trims his beard a little bit like he came out you of hibernation. Yeah. When, uh, when you get out of a depression, life is good. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I'll go. just leave it there. I'll leave it there. There you go. All right. Zach, say what's good to the people. What's up, everybody? Uh Glad to be back, and as we as as you can tell, excited football's back on, man. Uh, love it, but it's comic time, and uh, we got a, a decent list. Not my favorite, one. not my favorite list, but it's a decent one. Yeah, and there's some surprising ones in here. There was a, like the books I was like on here still. I was like, wow, those are big books on here. But anyway, uh, the show is sponsored by our friends over at CoverPrice.com. Go to CoverPrice.com, sign up for six ninety nine a month to get your full price guides collections and trends and this here top 10 list that we uh analyze analyze the heck out of also our good friends over at kriscomics.com go to kriscomics.com use discount code of lotlb to get 15 percent off anything in a kris comics exclusive store um and uh they're gonna be com- they're gonna be going to nyc comic-con actually so if you're in Big new york booth. city comic-con hit up the booth and friday I'm going to show you the uh, NYCC exclusives they're going to have if you go show up to NYC uh, Comic Con. Also, they got this special here: uh, mm-hmm. KRS KRS Comics Raise the Walking Dead. If you spend seventy five dollars or more, you get this free variant from KRS Comics. And of course, we got to talk about this. Man. Is going to be hot. This is going to sell. To- Set your timers. Tomorrow, I want this to be boys. a trend. I want him to yeah. do all the shoes. Like, let's get some. DC shoes going on. Remember, as well. we talked. We talked to Chris when the first one dropped, and it sold out in what uh, within two minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, because and Chris had told us it was a majority, like like nine. It was like eighty percent of them were new buyers, new yep. new com- so sneakerheads coming into the comic world. And we talked about this about cross pollination, cross pollination of collectibles. This is the second one. The first one was a mad success. Um, you know what? Boom! There you go. So all you sneakerheads and comic variants, Mike Mayhew, um, Amazing Spider-Man sneaker variant dropping tomorrow at uh, noon Eastern, nine Pacific. So make sure you go peep that out. Uh, but there you go. That's paid all the bills. Good night. Good luck, everybody. Yeah, See peace. you later. Thanks all for right. joining us. Peace out. All right, let's get right to it, man. This is the Cover Price Top Ten, and as always, there's one book that doesn't quite crack the top ten, but it's worth an honorable mention. What do we got for this a runner-up? Definitely an honorable mention. This is Batman 112. This is the Lucio Perillo 1 in 25 from this year. And while this issue features the first appearance of Peacekeeper K and off the books version, so to say, this variant is mostly trending due to it being an awesome homage to the original Nintendo game Castlevania. The fact that it's down by 
Lucio Perio is just the icing on the cake. It sold 33 copies. It had a seven-day trend of 402% and had a high sale of $35, actually $36 for a raw copy. I didn't, you know what? Wow. I didn't even notice the Castlevania until you told me. And then I go, well, that makes sense. I probably should read my, my own notes. <laughs> yeah. I was like, now I see it, the Castlevania game for uh, all you old school cats. In, uh, NES who, right there. Yeah, uh, dude. I'm all about side scrollers. You kids and your games nowadays are way too hard. There's like 27 buttons I got to push and all kinds of different uh, things I have. Contra artifacts was I have one of the big ones for me. Just give me a side scroller, dude. You know, Russian Attack was my jam, man. Yeah, Russian but go Attack. back and play those now. They are not easy. Like some of those uh, exactly. games are hard as hell now, dude. Do you remember yeah, that exactly. game Kung Fu? Um, yeah. It was the red guy and the white guy, and you would wow, like, fight each other. Yeah. You would wasn't fight that, each no, other. No, that was the first Street Fighter too, wasn't it? Uh, no, it was called like Kung Fu or Karate yeah, Karate Champ yeah. or something like that. No, Karate, karate Champ. Champ. It was something where it was like yeah. white versus red, and the, there was like the they you'd fight each other, and then you could go if you played single player, you would go through like different levels and jump over things I still that they would think throw I, at you. The only thing that's kept the kind of that genre alive is is fighting games right because that's kind of similar right it's it's 2d karate you ever try, try to play virtual fighter my god that's hard because it's like 3d fighting environment man you know but i guess that's in mortal kombat and street fighter try to play a fighter that. in uh vr that's a fun game yeah well justice <laughs> uh, just injustice in right uh what's that called injustice is the the, the oh yeah the that's a cool one game right that's yeah fun yeah go. There you go. So Batman number 112 coming in at the Gret runner-up. All right, let's get right to it, boys and girls. This is the top 10. We're cracking in at 15 minutes before we got to the top 10. So there you go. I'm going to put a timestamp on it for you guys who complain about the long intros. But, hey, we allow all 136 of you that are now in the live chat to congregate with each other and talk some smack. So there you go. What do we got for number 10? No, number 10 is kind of a fun one. You know, I always like these num- these issues that come up that aren't comic book related, you know, but it's just hot because of the news. So we got the Matrix Matrix comic book preview from Warner Brothers Records back in 1999. So obviously with the recent trailer for Matrix 4 Resurrections, copies of this first 1999 recalled Matrix preview have been moving briskly and hitting new high prices. Due to the comics being too mature, Warner Brothers requested a recall and pulped those copies once returned. However, many didn't send them back, and this is a fairly easy book to find. Until recently, copies could be had for under $10. However, with this recent news, it sold 13 copies last week, seven-day trend of 165%, and high sale of $160 for CGC 9.2. So wait a second. You're telling me that they released the comic book in 1999 that they deemed too violent, and they said, you know what, return these back to us. And the retailer's like, no, we're not. And right. uh, <laughs> even back then, people know that recalled, recalled comics, you know, if they sat on them for a few uh, you know, months, they would get hot again. But I, I never I didn't even know this book existed. But we've been saying it week after week, man. It doesn't matter if the whatever show or movie is happening, if it was never was originally a comic book. If there is a comic book based on it now, I guarantee you if a movie comes out, people are going to be looking for it and buying them up. So uh, I'd like to know um, what the too mature was like. What was it that was yeah, really yeah. too yeah. mature? Yeah, because you know, wasn't the Matrix rated R? Yeah, like, it was, but it wasn't. Yeah. There was no. Yeah, I, don't know, I mean, I compared to now, it. I mean, it was. Nothing it's like a PG thirteen yeah. movie, really. I hope they make a malignant comment just so you can see how weird that movie is. I can't. I I I saw malignant and I really don't know what to make of it. I all I can tell you, it's creepy. It's weird. Wait, it's really out, out there. I, <laughs> I sat there and I go, man, was this a good movie or was this a bad movie? Because it, it is nuts. So I'll let you know. You did, the trailer does not really do it. 
I won't even say justice because I don't know if it's good or bad, but just watch it because it is some trippy, creepy stuff going on. So number 10 on the list is Matrix comic book preview from Warner Brothers Records from 1999. Very interesting. Not actually uh, DC, but Warner Brothers Records. All right. All right. What do we got for number nine? Well, uh, I've uh, heard someone in this room talk about this book a couple times in the past couple years uh spider-man number one this is from 2012 and persistent rumors continue that miles could show up in far from home possibly maybe as a post-credit scene we'll have to see and with that expectation collectors are investing in the first time miles and the 616 peter parker met in this issue however the recent announcement of ps5 spider-man 2 game has miles and peter fighting side by side that could also be a large contributing factor to it selling 20 copies this week and it had a high uh, seven day trend of 107 percent and it had a high sale of 183 bucks for a cgc 9.8 i might just have to sell some of my copies uh i've been high on this book for a long time now and i think just like last summer was the summer of Miles, and it was it was because of the the PS5 Miles Morales game, right? I think this and the eventual meeting of the two, and we've been really talking about, you know, that's the you know good spec is the meeting of two characters. Mm-hmm. I have Spider Man number one and issue number two. I would argue that issue number two is actually the true first appearance because the the ending of Spider Man number one, they meet but they don't know who they are. In issue number two, they finally figure out who they are. So, you know, I, you know, yeah, but I, I, I'm a firm capitalistic pig. So I am whatever the market dictates. So, I mean, if you, you listened to us a couple of years ago, you'd already have them and it wouldn't be an issue. Yeah. And the, Boom. I think the second print reprint of this has them in masks um, uh, is how you can tell the, uh, well, it says second printing, but it, it, the second printing has, uh, they both wear masks. And it's also one of my favorite cover artists, Jim Chung, which absolutely killed it on this cover. This so sweet. all the covers are sweet. I got yeah, all five so, issues. It's a good yeah. read. Actually. Remember, uh, the, the other, the other Spider-Man spec was evil miles Morales. Remember people were specking that yeah. book on the yeah. series two. It was, but it was, there was a Spider-Man two. There was a sequel to this series, which yes. and that featured the evil Miles Morales, which I think we gave away. Speaking of which, I make sure you enter so. seven subs, 7,000 subs giveaway. I'll show you all the goodies we got at the end of the show later. But number nine on the list, Spider-Man number one from 2012. Rarely do we get Silver Age books on this list, right? Uh, but this one it was very interesting. Silver, Silver, Bronze Age, right around there. What do we got? Oh, this is yep. definitely Silver Age. We got the Mighty Thor number 134 from back in 1966. So the MCU rumor mill states that the high evolutionary whose first appearance is in this issue may appear in the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 and will have direct connections to Rocket Raccoon. This doesn't seem that far off, which helped convince buyers to pick up 30 copies, giving a seven-day trend of 78% and a high sale of $1,500 for a CGC 8.5. Screw all that. I'm buying it for the people breeders, bro. <laughs> uh i got a uh 9.4 copy like um i think a year two years ago right because i was just like what big villains are left for the mcu to do and you know i was thinking the high evolutionary because you know they had ties to everyone mount, ties to mount, everyone mount wondagore right yeah. and then there was the rumors that the well is it is it is it is it canon that the high evolutionary created rock no it wasn't right i think no it, it, it's just for the movies. It was alluded to. There was a rumor saying that that's where he said, because we haven't really found out who experimented on Rocket, Rocket Raccoon. It'd be cool to see that in Guardians of the Galaxy 3, right? We see all the, the things on him because there's no raccoons in outer space. They, you know, right. you, had, you had to come to Earth to do it. So uh, it'd be cool to see a little Rocket backstory. Or maybe, you know what? 
give me a Rocket Disney Plus series, dude. That would be awesome, man. It's just kind of a little, little uber-violent raccoon going around blasting people. I, I would like <laughs> that, you know? So number eight on the list, the Mighty Thor number 130. Man, that's a lot of things to say if you have a list. Mighty Thor number 134 uh, coming in at number eight, the first appearance of the High Evolutionary. What do we got for num- Oh, man, this book again. This book again. Like a uh, sex, certain sexually transmitted disease, Amazing Spider-Man number thir- 361 keeps popping up on the list. This is from back in 1992. And interested in the interest in Carnage is picking up uh, – and prices are showing it. The sale had an uptick last week, and it sold 19 copies. Had a seven-day trend of 129%, and had a high sale for a uh, CGC 9.8 of 995 dollars. Yeah, this was what 1992. This wasn't, and shockingly enough, there wasn't a variant for it, right? I mean, there's not a there variant, wasn't... but there is a second print silver cover, yeah. I believe. Yeah, so I mean, back then they didn't do tons of variants, but uh, I mean, and for the amount of people who have this book, it seems like everybody has a copy. Like when the trailer dropped, everybody was like, look what I got, you know, and it was, I like to call it the, you know, kind of the the trilogy. I mean, um, so interesting enough. Uh, because of the success of uh, uh, Shang-Chi, they actually moved this movie up. Remember it got delayed? Now they moved yeah. it back up to yeah. October 1st. 1st. So there you go, man. You so, know, I, also uh, heard, I also heard that it's supposed to be the shortest comic book movie in a, in a long time. It's like only like an hour and a half. Well, the first one was, wasn't too long either, I don't think, was it? Yeah, I don't know, but this this I recently read an article that said it's like the – they called it the shortest Marvel movie, but um, I think they Not just meant you know, in general. Marvel, yeah. Right, but – yeah. yeah, interesting. That's yeah, that's weird because uh, I don't know. Maybe special effects cost too much to make a two-hour movie, and you don't ever know what Sony does. Anytime you introduce a new character, I worry when you only have ninety minutes to tell the story. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, uh, and if you've seen the trailers, how Carnage gets his uh, powers, he bites, uh, he bites, uh, what's his name, Venom, gets his blood and becomes Carnage. And then uh, we actually, sh- I think her name is Shriek, right? Is that her that we saw Shriek. in the trailer? I believe yeah. it was. Yeah. She was the one that the the black chick who was like she was like yelling and the windows were blowing out of her mm-hmm. car. So I think because that book has been that it was inspected on too now. So it'll be interesting to see because what is like shriek, shrill, and shrivel or whatever the names. Yeah, of shriek and of, scream is who you're. Yeah, whatever their names are, man. Shrivel, shrill, shriek, whatever, man. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man number three sixty-one coming in at lucky number seven. All right, about time another DC book on this list. Yeah, we got uh, Sandman number 25 at number six here. So Sandman is still set to release on Netflix sometime in 2021, though the year is running out quickly. Though that didn't stop HBO from announcing a Dead Boy Detective series from Steve Yockey, Jeremy Carver, Greg Berlanti, is in development with HBO Max. Sold 16 copies, had a seven-day trend of 156%, had a high sale of $199 for a CGC 9.6. Ryan, your detective chimp is so close to happening. If if so Dead Boy close. can, <laughs> man, I... Mate, Ryan is going to drop the mic when uh, whenever when they announce Detective Chimp is coming to Justice it's, League I can't Dark. Wait. It's it, going to be it, that. That's your Dakota North book for me. <laughs> yes, <laughs> right, detective right. Because nobody knows what was a Rex the do- what was the, what's Rex, that book? The Wonder Dog, The Adventures of Rex the Wonder Dog, number four. Yeah, such yeah, a weird yeah, title yeah. and such a weird character. But hey, hey he was Detective Chimp. In... Detective Chimp is very prominent in Justice League Dark. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Exactly. In the comics, he's, he's making he in cover animated... appearances. Son was wasn't he in the Justice League uh, Dark movie as well? The he animated was movie. For a minute, yeah. yeah. There you go, man. Be sh- hey, you got a talking raccoon. Why not have that? I mean, I mean look at Umbrella Academy. They had that chimp 
dude. Right? Dude, so they, really good too. That yeah. was a really good CGI uh, chimp in that uh, mm -hmm. in in, it's, in uh, for Netflix. It's all the rage. You got Rocky Raccoon. You got King Shark. The, you got Groot. These characters that are like you know every team now has to have one of these. Uh, animatronic or not animatronic yeah. i guess but animated type characters and weasel? Uh, yeah the <laughs> weasel i mean what, are they, what there's a name for it anthropomorphic anthropomorphic anamorphic. Anamorphic. yeah just like us uh, the the rabbit samurai um Yo yosagi yojimbo all right number six is sandman issue number 25 from 1991 and i would say these are you know they used to be dollar bin books but i would say sandman has a very strong following because of the oh, yeah. kind of dark almost you'd almost like sandman is one of those things i i don't i'm not trying to stereotype people but you would see i would imagine like the goth kids and kids the goth kids in school were reading sandman books you know what i'm saying yeah neil uh, gaiman lucifer. man people love neil gaiman and lucifer my, the, my, the tv show lucifer put him on the map with yeah. issue four i think right wasn't that the one with the first appearance of lucifer yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, because they have Dream and they have all the or really trippy too, concept. Because yeah. Neil Gaiman is also a, a novelist, but he's still, you know, he still writes comic books too. And he's like, he writes at a very high level. You know what I mean? So didn't for he take think, the, the six ones or the, the uh, Marvel Universe and put it in like Victorian England or something in some story? 1602. 1602, yeah. Yeah. It's a fun read. Uh, shout out to uh, Furred Bird the Nerd. I always like saying that. Holler to the best show on the, on the best coast. Happy Tuesday. Just on the West Coast? Not the, All right, I'll take that. I'll take anything I can get, but I appreciate the $5 Super Chat, man. I was going to say both coasts, but shout out to the NY Warriors putting it down. Uh, pressable defects all on the East Coast. Um, we don't care about the middle of America. Just, just <laughs> the Midwest Coast, baby. No, Zach's holding it down in El Paso. He'll the tell South us about Border, it. baby. Yeah. Uh, he'll tell That's us about coast. it. Yeah, El Paso's con, El Paso Comic Con ruled by com, ruled by uh, Manimal the con, oh God, I'm butchering. <laughs> anyway, coming in at number six, Sandman number twenty-five. We're halfway there, boys and girls. Thank God. What do we got for number five? Number five is Pirate Queen number one, and this is from Bad Idea Publications from this year. Bad Ideas book three of their final five titles, Pirate Queen by Peter Milligan, was released on September first and took a week. To properly ramp up landing on this week's top 10 in the fifth position it sold 33 copies had a seven day trend of 83 percent and had a high raw sale of 28 dollars uh, most bad idea titles have landed on this list so it'll be interesting to see what's next for dinesh and the bad idea team yeah don't so let, don't let them smooth taste fool you as lando calrissian once said um it they because they're so hard to find uh, when they come out or if you don't order them directly or at the specific comic shops that they sell them at, people have to buy them on the aftermarket. And this list is all about sales on the aftermarket. So, um, you know, uh, good or bad, you know, bad comic, uh, bad idea comics make it on this list. Uh, so if you had the uh, Pirate Queen on there, <laughs> you notice they spelled it differently because I do believe there was another Pirate Queen the regular spelled differently there um that came out a while ago and there was in and, and somebody in the live chat correct me if i'm wrong i think it's called pirate queen and the um uh, there used to there used to be a, an ash can for it that's really sought after by collectors i think it's called pirate queen or it could be a pirate hooker or something like that <laughs> something anyway um but i think that's why they spelled pirate differently uh than this but you know what i'm kind of digging the cover man I, I i can deal with i can dig that cover man I, I, I like it i like it uh some of the other uh bad idea books and eh, art eh, not so much but yeah what are you gonna do number five on the list is P 
Pyrite King, Pirate Queen with a P-Y, number one from Bad Idea. Pirate here. Yeah. What do we got for number four? Number four, we have Star Slayer number two from Pacific Comics back in 1982. So with the recent announcement of the on-screen resurrection of the Rocketeer franchise through Disney+, Plus, the first appearance of the Rocketeer in Star Slayer number two is still trending. Landing a holdover spot this week with 27 copies sold, a seven-day trend of 107%, and a high sale of $539 for a CGC 9.8. It's kind of surprised that this one kept up last week, or from last week, but it's, it's kind of cool to still see it. I am, you know, as soon as they announced it, I went on eBay and I bought it immediately. Um, and le- thank God it wasn't the one that the guy sent me with just in an envelope. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> I still, I, should I put the guy on blast on Instagram? Yes. <laughs> you should put him on blast right now. I, he, I bought a Deathlock prestige comic and he mailed it in just an envelope and in a cardboard <laughs> backing. And it was sent as near mint. I got it as a VF minus. And and I sent him pictures. He goes, that's shocking because I sent out all my comics that way. And I'm thinking, what? And and he goes, on, it's only happened a couple of times. I was like, this needs to be a pu- public service announcement because normally I don't like go on Instagram and like, hey, don't buy from this buyer. But then, you know what? Once he sent me that message and he, then he was like, I'll give you. And he gave me a partial refund. I'm like, dude, I spend more on lunch than I did for this book. So <laughs> I'm going to decline the refund just so I can leave negative feedback for him because I don't, I, this is one of those times where I want to warn people that he's not properly packaging his comics, you know, because I, I it's 2021. I thought everybody knew to put a comic between two pieces of secure cardboard or, you know, a uh, Gemini mailer. Right. Uh, right. But when I got it, I was, I didn't want to open it. I was just like, Oh my God, did he just do this? And I already knew. And then mm-hmm. I was like, uh, yeah. So, uh, Watch my Instagram. I'm gonna blow this dude up because uh, he has six. He has like six thousand. I don't know how he has a hundred percent like one hundred percent rating and six thousand positive feedback. But I'm like, no, no, I'm not taking your refund. I'm gonna keep the book just so I can leave negative feedback to warn other buyers. So I don't know if that's spiteful, but uh-uh. yeah, I'm spiteful. Yeah, I'm spiteful. Anyway. You know what? That's kind of the deserved spitefulness. Wait, can't you leave? <laughs> can't you leave the feedback regardless? It's such it's such a pain in the butt now to leave negative feedback. They're like, "Did you talk to him? Did you guys work things out?" I was like, "Look, man, hey, this- <laughs> eBay has a safe space, man. Damn, dude, eBay it's- is the absolute worst with anything." Before you used to be able to just like seller sucks, just that. But you know, they figured you know maybe people were just like you know pissed off at something. But so now it's like you know I think if I accept a return, I don't think I could leave negative feedback. I'm not I'm not quite sure about that, but I'm gonna keep the book. And just so I can leave negative feedback. And you feedback. press it to a no. Any it's kind a presti- of... it's a prestige format book. So uh, once fuck. they're once those covers get damaged, you're screwed, yeah. damn it, because they're Bummer. they're very easy to color break once you do get them. Because they're very easy to get in nine eights, but they're also once you get a ding in them, forget about it. Because it's like a hard the hard cover, right? Think about uh, Killing Joke, that exact same format. Yeah, um, okay. The okay. prestige book. So once it's like yeah, cardboard. Once you bend it, you can't press right. that back. So. Right. I digress though. Star Slayer number two coming in at number four. All right, what do we got for number three? Almost there, number boys and girls. Three Noctera number one. This is from this year, and recently, Bleeding Cool hinted, "quote I would advise comic book speculators to get ahead of the game here," and that was enough for sales to spike and other sites to run with the rumor. It sold thirty-six copies. It had a seven-day trend of ninety-four percent and had a high sale of one hundred and eighty bucks for a CGC nine point eight. Yeah, I, awesome. I can't. I've 
always every week I talk about the show. Uh, Tony S. Daniels, love his art, man. Love one, his one art. One of my favorites, man. So uh, man, ho- hopefully uh, this uh, gets uh, optioned. When I saw this on the my LCS. There was copies left, and I normally get to my LCS at like twelve thirty. I mean, the true people who like uh, speculate and flip, they're like lined up as soon as the store opens, and they snatch them up. But I walked in there to go, "Oh, look at this!" And then, and I was like, mm, "Scott Snyder." Hmm. You know, anytime I see a, a image book that has a big name behind, it, I was like, "You know what? It's got a good chance to go somewhere." So you know, I got mine, but I didn't get all the cool ones like uh, somebody on this show may be having it for sale on their whatnot <laughs> oh, yeah. sale uh, soon. Uh, well, I'm be? pretty sure we'll talk about that at the end of the show. But uh, coming in at number three is Noctera, number one. That's the regular cover, boys and girls, not the uh, variant where they hide her face. But uh, here, we- oh, what's up, my man? On the list again. It's crazy, man. Honestly, because this book is so pricey to keep it still like moving right now. So we have Special Marvel Edition number 15 back in 1973. Shang-Chi's first appearance in Special Marvel Edition number 15 continues to see big sales post-release of the well-received new film, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Sold 32 copies, seven-day trend of 118%, high sale of $13,800 for a CGC 9.8 from Heritage. However, this is a huge price difference from the 20 K 9.8 sale a couple weeks ago. So we definitely are seeing a little bit of a decline, but I mean, that can just be who was in the auction as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I mean, and heritage is weird. Like the sales go really fast, right? Um, like, um, like the 20,000 sale, I think was on eBay and you could take that for seven days and you could build up a lot. I watch some heritage auctions and they'll go like five, two minutes and it's over. You know what I mean? It's right. like, and it's gone. So, but so that's a huge, like, that's not even, this is even the last three or four books as I've been watching it because I have an I and eight. So it was 20,000 before that it was 15,000. There was one for 14,000. There was one for four, another one, 14,000. So this one really came in and under and it was on a heritage auction. So, you know, they, they paid a lot of money. I wonder, is this the final price? Cause they don't factor in all the, the fees that you have to give uh, heritage to, to auction this off. But uh, hell, maybe I should put my nine in on there. But I think right now it's also, you know, once they announced that Shang-Chi is getting a sequel, I think this book will jump again. Like typically as soon as a movie comes out, yeah, and it dips a little bit cause everybody's already bought their copies or everybody's already lo- uploaded their copies. As soon as the movie does well, um, I think once the movie does well, they go, okay, now's a good time to sell. But I mean, two weeks after the movies come out, it's like, you know, maybe may be a good time, but 13, 13- Hey, for the longest time, shout out to my man, uh, Dennis from four comics. He sold me a nine, eight for 1500. When the movie got announced, he, I said, Hey, you still have that nine, eight. He goes, you know what? Even though the movie got announced today, I'll still, I'll sell it to you. What I, for what I was asking for it. So, uh, that's, that's a true collector right there. There's There's still good ones out there. Yep. And, uh, I have a nine, six up on eBay right now. And I started at $999. So look up TiVo 14 on eBay. If you want to get yourself a a 9.6, uh, I tried to put on Showbox, but I had no nibbles. So I just listed it on nine, on, uh, on eBay at $999. I already got a couple bids on it. So we shall see where it goes. The auction ends on Sunday, boys and girls, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Hey, so after this, remind me, I got to ask you a question about the end of Shang-Chi. I'm a little confused. I think you're the best person to explain it to me. But let's go All on right. to number one. All right. So I guess it's been out for two weeks. We can do spoilers. Right I now. just, it's the very end credit scene. It's a little confusing to me based on the fact that the character showed no signs of being evil throughout the entire uh, movie. Oh, I know what you're talking about the second end credits. Yeah. Yeah. But I think if you watch the Comic-Con podcast and mm-hmm. our spoiler review, we kind of explain why though, how she did that. Right. She's yeah. like, she, 
kind of chaotic neutral, but we'll get to number one first. But number two on the list is Special Marvel Edition number 15, the first appearance of Shang-Chi. What do we got for numero uno? Here we go. Amazing Spider-Man number 546. This is back from 2008. And in the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer, there was a blink and you'll miss a shot of a delivery truck with Feast on the side. This led many to the obvious conclusion that if Feast exists in the MCU, then so does Martin Lee, a.k.a. Mr. Negative. While Mr. Negative had a cameo appearance in the 2007 Spider-Man Free Comic Book Day swing shift issue, his first full appearance as both Martin Lee and Mr. Negative are in this issue. More directly, it also features the first appearances of Feast. This quick reference helped move 40 copies with a seven-day trend of 126%. It had a high sale of $173 for a CGC 9.6. What we see in so, the way home? I, you know what? Just be careful. They do it, especially the MCU. They throw you little Easter eggs just to say, hey, it's a nod to the comics. So, you know, I, you know, I haven't heard anything that he's going to be in it. Uh, I heard everybody else is going to be in it. But yeah. right. <laughs> um, I'm at, you know, Doctor Strange. I'm at Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield. I'm at the Andrew Garfield thing. I mean, I don't know if you guys seen that, but, you know, oh, people have been, been like, yeah, they've been dissecting the hell out of it. Some people think it's a defect because he's he's not his arms aren't moving. But maybe for that scene, they told him not to move his arms. But come on, it's the worst kept secret in Hollywood. I mean, it's right. you know, I, I think people know it's going to happen. But uh, this is one of those. Ones. Do you remember when the first uh, Far From Home came came home uh, trailer came? Um, and the on in the trailer. There was a boat that came by that had an issue oh, yes, of, of yes, one of the yes, characters, yes, yes. and that immediately caused people to buy it. And guess what? The character never showed up. It wasn't really Molten Man, or it wasn't a Hydro right. Man. It was it was this kind of fake thing done by um, Mysterio. And you should know Mysterio does kind of this fake outs. But you know that I think that is what really burns speculators the most. Is you know for at least for people who were holding on to them long term is the the element uh, Hydro Man, the Elementals, and uh, Fire Fire Firestarter, Fire Fart Dude, whatever his mm -hmm. name was. But the Amazing Spider Man number five forty six. If you've been specking the Feast, <laughs> the Negative Man, but uh, uh, interesting. So enough. what does All that right. stand for? Anyone I have no know? idea. I, I uh, thought it was just a food truck. It's like a, it, it's like a, I don't, I don't know what the acronym stands for. It's too long, but it's very, it's much like a soup kitchen, yeah, like a homeless yeah. shelter. Yeah. It's in yeah. the Spider-Man game very yeah. prominently. You yeah. Go there a lot, actually. Right. Yeah. I mean, besides that, I think it this, this is the one there. that's yeah. not for sale. Is this the one that's not for resale? No, I believe this is an actual part of the run. Yeah, because there's there's also one that was uh, on our list. I forgot which one it was. It says not for sale. So, um, so hey, for those who haven't watched Shang-Chi yet, uh, turn away because it's Ryan's been great. Ask this question. Wine's gonna ask this question. So, what's your question about Shang-Chi? Okay, so at the second ed credits, and we'll five, four, three, two, one. If you're not gone by this point, you don't care. <laughs> uh, uh, so, at the second end credits point, um, Shang-Chi's sister, it's shown that she is now the leader of the Ten Rings, right? She's, yeah kind of like the taking over the role. Yeah. She took over her dad's place. Yeah. But through the whole movie, you don't really, at least I didn't notice any sign that she was evil. So to say not, you know, maybe not evil, but had she was, she was fighting with Shang-Chi. She was fighting with the group. 
she I mean, she had her own be, fight club. I mean, she was doing yeah, illegal activities. Yeah. You know, she had yeah, a dark, you know, put it sure. on the dark web. And, but I didn't, and it was kind of, yeah. So I mean, anyway. Zach, Zach and I and Justin talk about it on the Comic-Con podcast on Spotify. Go peep it out. And we 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 broke it down for like 45 minutes. We really went in depth on it. And so it was talking throughout the movie. She talked about how she always wanted to be part of the 10 rings, but she didn't get the Couldn't train because, you know, girl, right? yeah, yeah. All the boys got the train. But then, you know, she left home at 16. She went to Macau, started her own fight club. She's doing these illegal things. She even left Shang-Chi and, and uh, Aquafina there to kind of fend for themselves and then kind of felt bad. So it's always, she's kind of like that chaotic neutral character. Okay, and then, okay. you know, so. Uh, yeah, it's it's not necessarily that it's like an evil organization either. Like it, it could just be like a, almost like a mercenary band at this point. Like who's out for hire and like a covert yeah. ops type team. We don't really yeah. know how it's going to go and how she's going to well, run it. But we also um, saw mostly women, weren't they, in the ranks? No, they, they showed women, then they showed men. Oh, okay. yeah, they showed women, then men. Okay. So if you saw tonight's episode of What If, um, uh, Killmonger actually drops the Ten Rings organization. He goes, while I was uh, undercover for uh, for the Ten Rings, uh, so the episode is What If Killmonger Save uh, Tony Stark. And I'll give any spoilers away because they actually showed, normally uh, Marvel shows a trailer for What If the day it's released. So this week is what if Killmonger saved Tony Stark? And in it, he actually says, you know, while I was embedded or I was undercover at with the Ten Rings organization. So we are already getting more Ten Rings. So there you go. I mean, you know, because now they can do, I can see them as kind of like the arms sale, arms dealers across the world. You know, maybe uh, they're yeah. doing assassinations. Yeah. I mean, she's she doesn't care. She's in it for the money. I mean, sure. she really, she only helped out Shang-Chi to fight her dad because she hated her dad or at least, you know, she wanted to, at that point, save the world. But I think that makes for a more developed villain where one where a villain just like, I want to see the world burn. You know what I mean? Right. Give okay. him, give him, give him, like Thanos, you understood, even if he was a bad guy, he was like, well, the first film, he had a reason to do it. You know, he wanted to, you know, make, make things right. Oh, so uh, real quick, Doc J says, uh, or I'm sorry, not jo Doc J. Comic Stash 416 says, oh, God, I'm reading the wrong one. Sorry. Leverage <laughs> Comics, sorry, says, what's her first in comics? Well, she, it's she not the same character, comics. but yeah. the mom just showed up in comics in the recent issue of Shang-Chi. I think it's issue four. Just nice. FYI. First appearance. Nice. Uh, he does have a sister in the comics, but she has a different name. Yeah, it's um, sis yeah. Sister Hammer. In, yeah, Sister Hammer. A different yeah, name, so, yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah, he has a couple of sisters, actually. Yeah. Yeah, brothers too. But I'm always thinking, oh, wait, are they paternal brothers and sisters, or you yeah. know, you know how they grow up in the same thing? Because that was part of the first Shang Chi run, and then this is the second Shang Chi versus the Marvel Universe. Is that the yeah. one you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, they're all paternal uh, siblings. Yeah, I mean, while I was watching that film, I almost like replace Tala with Kun Lung. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, that you could have totally done that, right? I mean, the mom even had the same colors as Iron Fisted, green and yellow. I mean, you know, that's what I think. You know, maybe maybe Marvel retcons that and says that, but but they probably won't. They'll probably do it. But I was just thinking, no, man, you know sense. what? The good. onus is on you, boy. Iron Fist, you better step up because the martial arts action in, in Shang Chi is top notch. Uh, awesome. You know, so oh, that's uh, great. I, you better get somebody who can do the choreography because you could tell Simu Lu has the as the um, the athletic ability to be able to do choreography. A lot of that was himself. Obviously, there's stunt doubles, but you know a lot of the scenes are like himself. He he learned, he trained really well. I mean, I seen videos where he's doing backflips and shit. But uh, if hey, if you want to see the full review, go check out the Comic Con podcast from last. Yeah. Did you guys drop it yet? When did you oh, drop yeah. it? It's there. 
Yeah, um, yeah. a couple Wednesdays ago, two Wednesdays yeah, ago. Yeah, me, Justin, and Zach. I saw it twice right before I saw I saw it a second time just so I can go on there. I kind of invited myself onto the Comic-Con podcast I want to talk about the that movie. That was good having you, though. Yeah. Yeah, but it, I, you know what? It was a great, fun time in the movies, and the third act was just absolutely bonkers. You know, uh, you know. Um, for those who want to see big dragons like that on screen, I, I referenced the movie and during our review. It's an awful movie, but the dragons are cool. It's called D Wars, which is short for Dragon Wars. Okay? okay, go look it up. It's an awful movie, but the dragons in it are badass, and they're like the same size as in Shang Chi. Um, and Robert Forster's in it for some odd reason. Uh, it's, it's it's really just just look it up. It's called D Wars, short for Dragon Wars, or <laughs> just just look it up. The movie was like, my God, this movie's kind of bad. But then I was like, the end, I was like, wow, there's some badass dragon on dragon action here. I can get with this. But uh, the rest of it. There's a great dragon episode of Rick and Morty, too. Go check that out. Yeah. yeah. That's a there's some episode. definite dragon on dragon action there. Well, now, let's get that, let's get that too adult rated here, Ryan. Come dragon, on. Dragon, dragon, dragon on dragon. Come on. It's a bunch of dragon yeah. sluts, dragon horse. Dragons and raw dogs? Stop <laughs> it already. Jesus Christ, Say, man. Anyway. That's not a Dark Side anyone. Jedi, any last word? Oh, you know what? Before I uh, go ahead, any last words? Oh, I was just going to say, it's great to be back. Um, Tuesday nights are a blast, and Thursday nights are even better. So check us out on Thursday. And we got a giveaway coming up pretty soon. Yeah. So I'll let Tim talk about that. Yeah. Uh, before that, Manimal, what do you got? Nah, just like um, Tifo said, check out the Comic-Con podcast on Google Podcasts, Spotify, you Apple iTunes. perhaps want to show some stuff that you may be doing? Uh, I don't have it all ready yet, but oh, I am okay. doing I it. want to put you on the spot there. Oh, no, no. I'm doing a whatnot sale tomorrow, uh, 6 p.m. Mountain Time. I'm going to have some books from this list, going to have some books from previous lists, and going to have a bunch of other books. So uh, check it out. Join me. Um, good deals. Just trying to move some books. So He may have a book on this list that started with an N. Yeah, it ends with an Octera. <laughs> there you go. That is like the spoiler uh, there. Well, uh, but by the way, if you haven't checked out our video, we're giving it this away. And that uh, giant size uh, Fantastic Four book actually end up showing up on our list. Um, that's from our friends at Rocket Comics. Also, if you get to uh, that, eight five is already given away by Meeple Mothership, by the way. But all these other goodies, uh, we got a uh, giveaway two uh, six month subscriptions to Cover Price. Uh, Swag Shop is giving away a cool Grogu statue. Where did I? Hold on, hold on. This thing stands a foot tall, by the way. Our, our friends at the Geeky Swag Shop, make sure you hit them up. Um, yeah, that's going to be part of the giveaway. And uh, a KRS mystery box valued at $150, but typically they're more because they're all variants. So uh, all that. And I'm going to be donating a bunch of trades. I've got full some full sets. I got a Why the Last Man set. I got. It's going to be fun, man. A few other so, things. So nice. yeah. it's going to be a blast. The grand prize winner will be drawn from the, um, from the video. So make sure you enter the video. But um, we also want to pick winners from people who join us, all the 200 people that join us every, you know, every day on this yep. uh, or every week on the live chat. So we'll just pick up random winners or maybe we'll do fun trivia you know or what? stuff the, like that. The, tra the trades that I have will go to the people who are in the chat. Yeah. So we'll do uh, like uh, trivia or something fun. Do we decide yet Wednesday or Friday? Uh, uh, Friday. It'll have to be Friday. All right. I'm exactly, not available man. Wednesday. If it's Friday, this Wednesday's Friday. tomorrow, I'm right? Yeah, I'm going to be out on Friday, but you guys do what you got to do. Yeah, well, we'll figure something out. Well, we'll why don't we do it this weekend? Can we do it this weekend, Sunday or Saturday? Uh, um, Sure, we'll figure it out. All right, Just we'll figure it out. 
Yeah, we'll talk offline and uh, just pay attention. Make sure you hit it up. Uh, I put the contest video, not this Saturday, but the Saturday before that. Really easy to enter. We already have like 250 entries, so uh, there's a lot of stuff to give away. So we want to just give back to you guys. Thank you for getting us to 7,000 subs and beyond. And um, more in the future, man. So uh, yeah. to, for Zach, Dark Side Jedi, and everybody else from the Lord's crew, we thank you and keep digging in them long boxes. Peace out, boys and girls. Peace.